evidence and answers. College can be one of the greatest times in a young person's life. It is here often lifetime friendships are built. It is a time of learning, facing new experiences, and making the biggest decisions of your life. College can also shipwreck your faith in Christ and your life if you go in unprepared. Surveys show that 8 out of 10 students who profess Christ in high school abandon their faith after four years of college. You're tuned to Evidence and Answers radio broadcast with your host, Pat Zucran. Pat is an author, teacher, and international speaker in the area of Christian apologetics, the defense of the Christian faith. Today on our show, Pat will help prepare students and parents for the university in his seminar on campus Christianity. Now with part one is our host, Pat. Right. Well, good evening, and it's great to be here with so many of you. I'm sure you're looking forward to graduating from high school and looking forward to the next journey you're going to be taking in your life. But let me ask you a question. Uh, before we start the seminar, how many of you would like to go on a summer-long worldwide cruise of a lifetime here on one of these luxury liners? All expenses paid. You're going to be going to some of the most exotic places in the world, meeting some of the most interesting and influential people in the world. All expenses paid. Food Dining, you're going to have the opportunity. There's a swimming pool on the ship. It's just going to be a journey of a lifetime. All expenses paid. How many of you want to go? All right, every hand goes up here. Yeah. There's one thing you need to know, one catch here. All right, and it's this. On these luxury liners, there's an 80% chance that you're going to get lost at sea and you're never going to return. All right, now, how many of you still want to go on this cruise? Nobody. Well, <laughs> Tell you what, this is the kind of cruise that you are about to embark on. College can be one of the greatest times in life. There in college, friendships change. A lot of your high school buddies aren't going to be your friends in college. Even if you go to the same college or university, chances are you're not going to be in the same classes together. But then you're, you're developing your life mission, making career decisions. There's thousands of more people at the university than at the high school and chances are you're going to develop a whole different set of friends and these friends a lot of them may be your lifetime friends I know a lot of them were at my wedding and even in my wedding party so there's a lifetime of friendships that you'll be making a tremendous time of learning the studies that you are going to have are going to be much different from high school and the caliber of teaching that you will have is a step above. And you'll be interacting with teachers and students from all over the world. You're going to be experiencing new things. You know, for a kid like me growing up here in Hawaii, I never saw snow until I went to college. I really hadn't been off the islands except for the neighbor islands and going to Japan. I really hadn't seen much of the rest of the world. So it was a tremendous time for me to experience new experiences and cultures and lifestyles. It's a tremendous time of growing physically, emotionally, spiritually as well. And you'll be making some of the biggest decisions in your life regarding career, where I'm going to live, marriage, partner, uh, making some of the biggest decisions in your life. So college can be a tremendous tremendous experience, one of the most memorable in your life, but it can also shipwreck your life if you don't go in prepared. 
And the statistics that we are getting are showing that about 8 out of 10 students who profess Christ in high school abandon their faith after 4 years of college. Now that's about the average from stats we've been seeing from different organizations. Some are lower, some are a little bit higher. But what we're seeing is that the majority of our teens who profess Christ in high school abandon their faith after four years of college. And I want you to ask yourself this question that Jesus asked in Mark chapter 8. He said, For what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his soul? I want you to ask yourself that question. What does it profit a man or a woman, a young man or young woman, to get that college degree and yet forfeit your soul? forfeit your eternal destiny and send your life booming down the wrong direction. Was the cost really worth it? And the majority of our teens we are discovering are not prepared, not equipped to meet the challenges for the university campus. The majority of our teens are not mentally, morally, emotionally and spiritually prepared for the challenges they're going to face on the university campus. A lot of youth pastors, and God bless them, you know, spend a lot of time teaching Bible stories and talking about having a good devotional life. And that's a great thing, having a great personal walk with God. And that's great. You know, we spend maybe one week, maybe two weeks, if we're lucky, having an hour or more to teach and try to pour our lives into these young people. And yet, when they go to the university campus, I mean, they're facing issues of science, philosophy, you know, the history of philosophy, professors with PhDs from some of the top universities from all over the world presenting powerful arguments against faith in Christ. And they go in completely unprepared. See, college even at the high school level, but it's more intense at the collegiate level. You know, it's a battle for your heart and soul. And we're sending in our Christian teens completely unprepared. It's like that movie Black Hawk Down, where you saw the United States, the most powerful military in the world with all the resources that a military could have, going into a small country. I believe it was Mogadishu, going into a small country in there. And we thought we could walk in there grab that pirate or terrorist leader and walk out of that country rather unscathed. Well, we discovered we went in unprepared. We went in there with machine guns and light artillery and uh, Humvees, and that was about it. And wow, that brave company of soldiers really got overwhelmed by that Mogadishu army or militia that was there. What they needed, you know, was tanks and some heavy artillery. And our students are like that United States company that went in there to Mogadishu. They think they're going to waltz on into that university campus, spend four years there, get that degree, and walk on out unscathed. And if we're sending our students in there with the light artillery, you know, they are going to get overwhelmed. And that's what's going on. That's why we're losing so many of our collegiate students on the college campus. Now, college is one of the major events in anyone's life. Those of us who've been through it 
can tell you, you know, this is one of the major events in our life. And what makes it a wonderful but also a very dangerous time is that it's a major transition period in your life. You have some of the most challenging transitions in your life that you're going through at this time. Let me just talk about a few of the transitions that you're going through during those late teen years. First, you're transitioning from adolescence to adulthood. And psychological studies are showing that really adolescence lasts till about your 27 years old. You know, it's, it's getting higher all the time and there are several reasons for that. In other words, you know, at the collegiate level, you may think you are now an adult and you have arrived, but really you're, you haven't. You're still an adolescent. You are still physically changing. You're developing physically. Your body is still developing emotionally, spiritually, mentally. You're still growing. You're still changing. And in other words, you're still highly impressionable. And so your thinking, your values, your beliefs can be molded and changed. And you're highly impressionable. You're drawn to that professor or that leader that may take an interest in you or one that you connect with or one that you see as charismatic and dynamic. You're still highly impressionable and drawn to those kinds of people. Next, there's all kinds of new surroundings. You're going to be developing new kinds of friendships and also turning 18, there's all kinds of new temptations now that will come upon you. New responsibilities, you're now completely responsible for your time and how you use it and your finances. It's a new kind of lifestyle. You know, it, it's a new everything. That's a huge transition there. Another transition is that there's a loss of accountability and routine. You know, from preschool all the way through high school, you had accountability and you had a routine, right? Parents said, you're waking up at this time in the morning, all right? And for school, you have to dress like this. And when school is done, I'm picking you up because you're going to baseball practice or to piano lessons or whatever it might be. Your days were pretty much planned for you. And pretty much so were your weekends. And even if you had free time, you know, you need to be home by dinner time. So there's accountability and there's a routine that you had growing up. Suddenly there at the university, you no longer have that accountability and you no longer have that routine, right? It's a lot different kind of lifestyle then that you're going to be having there to encounter. Another thing is that you are interacting with people your age you know, from elementary to high school, but also you're always interacting with people that are much older than you daily. Parents, teachers, coaches, youth leaders, uncles, aunts, club leaders. You're always interacting with people that were much older than you. So you had people who are watching out for you and holding you accountable and giving you advice from their years of experience and that's a great thing there were people around you then constantly providing instruction and positive direction for you daily now at the university then whether you're you know staying here or you know you're going to overseas or wherever it may be 
or to another state at the university. There's a loss of adult interaction and mentoring. In college, you'll be spending most of your time with people your age, especially you know if you're dorming at the university. The majority of the time you're going to be spending, which is why teens, young adults love it so much, is you're spending most of your time with people your age. And this is great, but it's not ideal because it fosters an environment of immaturity. The positive influence that you're receiving regularly from parents, from coaches, from teachers, youth leaders, and other leaders will be much less because you'll not be spending much time with them when you're in your collegiate years. And this lack of positive mentorship can stunt one's growth to maturity. And many times it can be disastrous if you don't have regular positive feedback into your life. You're still in the process of maturing, right? You're still an adolescent. You've got to admit that in college, all right? A lot of us when we went to college, we said, we have arrived. We are adults. We don't need to listen to anybody now. You know, well, got to have the humility to admit we are still adolescents. We're maturing mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually, and we're still highly impressionable. So here at the university campus, without regular input from adult leaders in unfamiliar settings, often here you are more vulnerable in your life than any other time in your life. That's why there are several cult groups that will target the university campus because those students may think we are adults and we got it together. This is one of the times when you are most vulnerable in your life. Listen to the collegiate athletes, many who just love their coaches. And when you talk about great coaches in the collegiate sports, you know, just listening to the dedication players were giving to a particular basketball and, and football coach there on ESPN who had coached for decades at that university and turned out many great athletes. And when they were interviewing these athletes, the number one thing these athletes were saying was this man was a great coach because he was a father figure to us. That's what these athletes, that's the number one thing they were saying. He's a father figure to us. All right. They weren't saying, well, because he had a great understanding of the game. Man, he taught me some skills, you know, at point guard or wide receiver or whatever sport it may be. They didn't say that. They said this man was a father figure to us. You see, they saw the importance of having that kind of adult input and mentoring into their lives at that stage in their life. Now, a lot of collegiate athletes, you know, they're what we might consider natural born leaders. You know, they've been leaders throughout high school and throughout college. And for these guys, to be saying we needed, we valued our coach because he was a father figure and we needed that father figure in our life. If these guys needed it, I think it's points that the rest of us need that kind of mentoring and coaching throughout our collegiate years. Jesus discipled those 12 disciples and most of these were grown men that he was mentoring and changing. John and perhaps his brother were perhaps young teens when Jesus was mentoring them. But a lot of these guys 
were older and they also understood the value of being mentored, having that wise older person mentoring them in their life. And these collegiate athletes all see it. So that is something that's missing but very valuable and needed even throughout the collegiate years. I would say even more so in the collegiate years as you're making this huge transition in your life. And I think the final transition I'll talk about, there's a lot of transitions that you'll be going through, but the final one I think I'll be talking about is is that you're going to be making some of the biggest decisions in your life, in your collegiate years. Career. I mean, you may not pick the career you end up in, but the career direction that you're going. You know, am I going to be in the educational field? Am I going to steer towards the business field or the research field or music, entertainment? In what arena am I going to be going? So you're going to be making career decisions there while you're at the university campus. You're going to be making a lot of marriage decisions there, maybe for the first time. You're going to seriously be thinking about this next person that I go out with could be the one I'm going to spend the rest of my life with. Dating becomes a lot more serious during your collegiate years. Where am I going to live? You know, Do I want to stay in my hometown? Do I want to venture to other states or other arenas or even other countries? Hey, where am I going to live? And I think one of the most important arenas that you're going to be making decisions in is what do I believe? The coat of faith that you have on now, that coat is what your parents gave you. In the collegiate years, you take it off and you begin testing and searching, realizing what is it that I really believe. And the next coat that you put on, that's going to be yours. And that's a good thing. I think that everyone should examine not only what they believe, but why do I believe it? And are these the pillars of belief and faith and values that I, that will guide me for the rest of my life? I think that's a good thing. But if you don't have godly, wise mentoring and input at this time, that's why I think during this big time of transition, you could easily be steered down the wrong direction. And we're seeing that the majority of Christian teens end up going down the wrong direction. So it's a time of great transition. But there you're also going to face some of the greatest challenges to your thinking at the university. And it's meant to. It's meant to challenge your mind. Now, one thing you have to understand, though, the worldview that dominates the university campus is the worldview of naturalism, right? And if you remember my worldview talks, naturalism teaches that the material world is all that there is, right? As Carl Sagan stated, the universe is all that is, ever was, and ever will be. Incredible statement of faith by Carl Sagan and the naturalists. But the naturalists believe this physical universe is all that there is. There is no spiritual realm. There is no realm where there is a God, where there are spiritual beings, angels, demons. There's no immortal soul that lives for eternity beyond the death of the physical body. We are simply chemistry encased in flesh. That's the worldview that dominates the university campus. And that's the worldview from which all of your subjects 
are going to be taught. Unless you have a Christian professor, all right, who's going to teach from a Christian worldview perspective. But I want to also caution those of you who are going to a, quote, Christian university. All right, there are a few Christian universities that I will endorse that really teach from a Christian worldview. A lot of the, quote, Christian universities out there are quite liberal, and they teach from a naturalist worldview perspective. The only difference is you may have a chapel service to attend. You know, the university that I attended was moderate or liberal. And so a lot of the classes I got, I could have just got right here at the state university. They're pretty much the same thing. I was looking for that Christian worldview perspective, but I didn't get it there at my particular Christian university. So just because you go to a Christian university doesn't mean you're going to be getting a, quote, Christian education or uh, education based on the theistic or Christian worldview. So the worldview that dominates the university campus is naturalism. And most of your courses are going to be taught from this perspective, science, history, ethics, philosophy, right? They're taught from this perspective. So you're inundated. You're going through that time of tremendous transition. You're still highly impressionable. Many Christians going unequipped, not knowing why they believe and the solid, you know, without knowing the solid, compelling evidence for the Christian worldview, you know, the evidence and the arguments are on our side. You know, we have the most compelling evidence and arguments for our particular worldview. They've never really been refuted or answered by the other worldviews. However, most Christians go in there not knowing that. And they're inundated for four years being taught in an education system built on a naturalist worldview. And so is it any wonder why so many of them are losing their faith in college? But on the university campus, you might have felt it in high school if you went to a public high school. But on the university campus, because it's coming from a naturalist worldview, there's a hostility towards the Christian worldview at a more intense level at the university campus. Right? So you may get it directly from a professor who's outright hostile to belief in God and any kind of religion, especially Christianity. Or it may be more subtle that you experience it. It's just kind of a feeling that you get hostility there in the particular class that you're taking. Dr. Rob Coons, philosophy professor at the University of Texas, been teaching there at UT Austin for decades. And he said this about the transition he's seen, you know, on the university campus. He says this, it's gotten increasingly hostile toward the Christian faith especially in the classroom. When I was a student, the vast majority of teachers were not Christian, but a lot of people had the attitude that faith is a good thing and we're not going to attack it or knock it. But nowadays, a view among many of the faculty is that Christianity is not only misguided and false, but actually pernicious and evil and should be stomped out. Any student arriving at almost any college or university today will face that kind of attitude. And you can uh, listen to my interview with Dr. Rob Coons on preparing for college. Outstanding interview that we had with him about maybe eight years ago, but fantastic interview on evidenceandanswers.org. And so on the university campus, many times Christianity is viewed as a religion for the weak, a religion that is actually dangerous mm -hmm. or one that hinders academic growth or good scientific study. So therefore, 
many professors see that it must not only be shown to be false, it, it must be stomped out. And so many times you might feel that hostility in the classroom. Sometimes it'll just be overt. I took history class at the university here. I would come home for the summers and take university class. And I took world civilization here. It's part of the, you know, the general ed requirements. And I thought, well, I mean, how hostile, anti-Christian or whatever can it be? And I took world civilization class and it was more like, let's bash the Bible kind of class. I mean, from the very beginning, they were mocking Adam and Eve and this idea of creation from the Genesis account, the worldwide flood, this idea of some devil or evil person running around with a pitchfork to miracles, the resurrection to Jesus. I mean, they're constantly bashing Christianity. run out of time. Thank you for joining us here on Evidence and Answers Radio Broadcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. If you would like Pat to speak at your church, Bible study, or perhaps hold an apologetics conference, give him a call locally in Hawaii. That number is 483-0586. Or you may contact him through the Evidence and Answers website. That's evidenceandanswers.org. To keep broadcasts like Pat's on the air, we rely on generous support from you, our listeners, or the opportunity to donate. Head on over to our website. Once again, that's evidenceandanswers.org, and you may do so right there online. You'll also find we have a wide variety of resources available to you, everything from atheism to Zen Buddhism, including articles and additional audio for you to listen to or download. So be sure to share our website with those around you. Evidence and Answers would like to thank one of our sponsors, the Honolulu Christian Church. If you don't have a home church and are looking for a great place to connect and grow in Christ, check out the Honolulu Christian Church. For service times, log on at honoluluchristian.org. That's honoluluchristian.org. Join us again next time on the air or online as we provide compelling reasons for faith in Christ. That's Evidence and Answers with Pat Zuccarello.